Brett Eldridge. And, of course, that is Love Someone. Kind of a love theme this morning. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I don't want to think about that well, so that much. Was, right uh, now, at your request. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob and Scott with you here. It's chore time on this Wednesday morning. We've got about 11 degrees around Eau Claire, 9 in, La Crosse, or 9 in Rice Lake, 15 in La Crosse, where we're heading today. 16 about going to be the high today and sunny skies. 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM. W-A-X-X-O. Claire, let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump is expected to host congressional leaders for another meeting on the government shutdown today. This is day 19 of the shutdown. Trump will also join Senate Republicans at their weekly luncheon at the Capitol today. President Trump claims there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis at the U.S.-Mexican border. This is a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. In his first Oval Office address last night, Trump said women and children are the biggest victims of illegal immigration. Trump noted that illegal immigration strains public resources in the U.S. He also noted the flow of illicit drugs across the border. Trump made another case for a massive border wall on the southern border. He insisted it would quickly pay for itself. Democratic leaders accused Trump of promoting misinformation and holding the American people hostage with the shutdown. Police in Australia are investigating several suspicious packages sent to embassies and consulates in the cities of Melbourne and Canberra. Australian federal police said in a statement emergency personnel were examining the packages. Australian media reported earlier that suspicious packages were sent to at least nine foreign missions in Melbourne, including the British, German, Swiss and Indian embassies. The U.S. consulate in Melbourne reportedly said it received a suspicious package. A Nebraska lawmaker wants to get rid of an old law that still allows slavery in certain cases. Nebraska's state constitution included a ban on slavery when it was ratified in 1875, but it allowed slavery as a punishment for a crime. The Omaha World Herald reports Omaha Democratic Senator Justin Wayne announced plans this week to introduce a proposed amendment to the state constitution to remove the provision. Wayne says the provision was used to arrest former slaves and force them into involuntary servitude. And Apple is scaling back first quarter production plans for new iPhones. Reports out this morning say that Apple is cutting planned production for its three new iPhone models by about 10% in the first three months of this year. The cuts reflect weakening demand for iPhones in China, which is the world's biggest smartphone market. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. How to make your farm more energy efficient as far as equipment and as far as the cost. We're going to talk about that on our Focus of Energy program. Jessica Milsner joins us, a dairy energy specialist. And as we get Jessica into 2019, give us an idea about some of the energy efficiency options that uh, farmers, landowners have to make their operations that much more energy efficient as well as uh, cost effective. Yeah, Bob, we have um, all the opportunities that we've had in the past. Um, This year, we're really excited to be able to offer some even doubled and enhanced incentives. Right now, all high bay lighting for agriculture only are doubled, as well as the gray dryer incentives and variable frequency drive incentives are doubled as well. And all the fan incentives for agriculture are all um, enhanced. They're increased a little bit this year. So we're really excited to be able to offer a little bit extra this year for the agriculture producers. Helping make your farming operation more energy efficient with increased savings, contact Focus on Energy. 
Conditions are great for skiing, snow tubing, and snowboarding at Christie Mountain Snow Area. Ski or snowboard at Christie Mountain Thursday and Friday evening starting at 5 p.m., Saturdays 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Snow tubing Fridays from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., Saturdays from noon to 10 p.m., Sundays noon to 5 p.m. Winter fun is just a short drive away at Christie Mountain, just north of Bruce, Wisconsin. Check out ChristieMountain.com for hours and prices. Home of the Blue Hills Beast. On average, Peloton members are riding their bikes more every year and crushing their personal records along the way. Learn more about the Peloton bike at OnePeloton.com or visit your local showroom. We're going to take a look at our weather, but uh, first of all, hey, last Friday night I was uh, back in your home country. I was over at uh, over in Loyal, mm-hmm. and I found out that uh, Dwayne Hubing had a birthday last Friday. How you, well? I won't even ask how old he is. I don't know. I don't know. He, he's probably he's older than me. Yeah, he's approximately <laughs> I don't know younger than me or something like that. But uh, <laughs> want to welcome him home. He also been in uh, been in kind of a I don't know nursing home or rehabilitation facility uh-huh. for some things. So for some health issues. So uh, Dwayne, hopefully, you had a good birthday last Friday night. I know you're. Your sister Carol was out celebrating your birthday, even if you weren't out with her. <laughs> <laughs> you visited with Carol. You learned some things then, didn't there you? There you go. So, Dwayne Hubing, uh, again, hopefully you had a good birthday last Friday night. And don't worry, because Carol made up for the celebration that you didn't attend. weather <laughs> <laughs> well, not too bad. It's uh, kind of a cold day compared to what we've had, a cold morning here. As we're in the uh, single digits to the teens this morning, and the teens is about as high as we'll get today. Sunny and about 16. Tomorrow, 24 and partly cloudy. Friday, about 30 degrees and partly cloudy, and then 32 on Sunday. And again, I don't see any snow of any consequence in this forecast at all. Maybe a few flurries. Right now, it's 19 in Green Bay, 18 in Milwaukee, 17 in the Madison Sun Prairie area. Wausau's at 12, Marshfield 11, Rice Lake at 9, 15 in La Crosse this morning, and here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, 11 degrees, and we'll get up to about 16 with sunshine today in the markets. We'll look at the morning markets next, brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Cattle can be pretty picky about their feed. They want material that's just the right length, and if it's not, they'll sort when they should be feeding. It's time to put a stop to that. The Final Cut FPX 9000 Bale Processor from Vermeer sends bales through multiple cutting points to deliver average cut lengths of 1 and one fourth inch to 4 inches. It's been shown to increase feed efficiency in cattle, so give them what they're looking for. Find the Vermeer Final Cut FPX 9000 Bale Processor at Chili Implement in Chile, Wisconsin, 10 miles west of Marshfield. Midwest Family Broadcasting and the Eau Claire Flying Eagle Ski Club present the 133rd Annual Silver Mine International Ski Jump Event. Friday and Saturday, January 18th and 19th. Watch jumpers from around the world try to conquer Silver Mine Hill. Be there for the biggest event held in January in the Chippewa Valley. Watch national and international jumpers hoping to secure their spot on their way to the Ski Jumping World Cup. Friday is Touchstone Energy Night with jumping all evening. Saturday evening is sponsored by Charter Bank. Keep warm by the bonfires near the weau 13 news heated hospitality tent or by grabbing a bud at dooley's pub at the hill advance admission is ten dollars 15 at the gate children 12 and under are free get your advance buttons at menards eau claire energy cooperative visit eau claire dooley's pub prestige auto and quick trip gates open at 5 p.m and saturday at 4 p.m see you at silver mine hill sponsored in part by clearwater dental wisconsin brain and spine center royal credit union a1 express rental center sports rider and larson construction 
And as we check the morning markets, courtesy of Chili Implements, Scott, let's start with the cash livestock trade. What do they look like? Well, fed beef steers are at 114 to 120 with mixed at 76 to 113. Fed beef heifers at 114 to 122 with the mixed at 70 to 113. Fed Holstein steers are at 83 to 90 and a quarter with select and grade at 53 to 82. Cows are 45 to 63. Bulls 48 to 74. Butcher hogs are at 28. Sows 25 to 28. And boars at 8. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are $1.20 to $1.30. And feeder lambs were 110 to 130. And at the Mercantile Exchange, looking at livestock futures, February live cattle closed 125.30. That was up 210. April live cattle 126.15 up 107. June 117.47 up 95. August live cattle up 40 cents. Feeder cattle were also higher. Got the uh, March contract at 145.45 up 155. April feeder cattle 146.10 up a dollar 40. May at 146.42 up a dollar 32. August feeders up a dollar 20. Lean hogs were mixed. February at 62.60 was up 70. The April contract 66.02 down 35. May at 72.95 was down two and or up to I'm sorry. And the June contract at 81.12 was up a nickel. Board of trade a little higher. As, of course, no government reports are coming out to the traders, so they don't know about sales and exports and shipments and inspections. But they do have a feeling that uh, China's back in the market with these trade talks. And so overnight, prices a little higher. That March corn price up 2 at 382. The oats up 1 at 284. Soybeans up 4 at 922. Soybean meal for March up 60 at 322.20 a ton. And the March wheat up about a nickel at 523. The dairy markets continue to struggle. Barrel cheese down a cent and a half at 127 and three quarters. Blocks down two cents yesterday at $1.38. Butter unchanged 223. January class three down six. 1408, February down 16 at 1441, March and April both down a dime, March 1488, April 1531, and May down 9 at 1570. As we look at your morning markets, brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Fuji Sushi and Steakhouse is a full-service steakhouse and sushi bar that combines fresh sushi with authentic Japanese hibachi entrees. And don't forget, when you celebrate your birthday at Fuji Sushi and Steakhouse, You get a free $25 gift card when you buy four adult dinner entrees. Be sure to bring your ID, and you must visit within three days before or after your actual birthday. Every Tuesday from 4 to 9.30 p.m., enjoy a martini for half off. Fuji has a great variety of specialty martinis, over 15 choices, actually. Plus, during this time on Tuesdays, make sure to check out the spectacular sushi special. The sushi special includes not only sushi, but sashimi and maki rolls, too, all at a great unbeatable price. Stop in during your lunch hour for their everyday lunch specials. Yes, every day, seven days a week. See the full menu online at FujiEauClair.com. Call today at 715-832-3388 or stop in at 4864 Keystone Crossing, just behind Best Buy in Eau Claire. Richard Holupka joins us once again this morning on our Alpha Rex Ask the Expert program. Richard, of course, the Crops and Soils agent in Clark County. And, Richard, we've been talking about different aspects of uh, good alfalfa stands. And let's kind of continue that today. You know, we plant corn, we plant beans. It's not long after we plant that we go out in the field and we check emergence and then we check for weed control and things like that. 
Should we be doing the same thing with our alfalfa stands that sooner? Can we wait a little longer? Do we need to do it? What's kind of the recommendation? You know, the, the, the correct answer to all those questions is it depends. You know, that's how we got to start. Depends on what? It depends <laughs> on what, correct. But I, I do believe when you talk about alfalfa and forages, they kind of become the redheaded stepchild on the farm. Everybody's concerned about corn emergence, soybean emergence, those type of things. But they kind of forget about their forages. And, you know, forages are probably the staple of uh, the crops that they're going to have for the next three to four years. So, yes, it is extremely important to be out there scouting those fields. So, you know, we take a look at that first 60 days. You know, we want to look at emergence. We want to look at, you know, did we did we over-till that field? Did we get it too too fine? And then did we have some crusting? You know, did that hamper our emergence, that type of thing? We want to look at, you know, about at 60 days in, we're probably going to make that first harvest. And at that point, when that starts uh, coming back in a week or so, we want to start scouting. We want to we want to scout one for what do we have for a stand? How many plants per square foot? So in a square foot, we if you're putting down 12 pounds of pure live seed, we should have about 60 seeds. We should have about 25 to 40 plants, and that's that would be considered a good initial stand. You know, and as the season goes, it will do some self thinning. How much self thinning will it be doing? Will that reflect? Is that reflective of our management, or is it reflective of the? Uh, of the variety, what determines the self-thinning and how much self-thinning, the environment, weather, fertilization, what? You just answered your own question. It's all the above. Uh, just have to understand that as we get into mature tans, we're going to end up with probably about 10 to 20 crowns. So, I mean, it'll, it'll self-thin down to about that in the first year, and then it just continually, you know, depending if we have diseases, fertility, uh, weather conditions, uh, you know, traffic on those crowns it will continue to probably lose some crowns with time but yeah we'd like to start off with about 25 to 40 plants should in we that be seeding year should we be evaluating the stand after every cutting or wait till first cutting yeah and then after the third or fourth cutting in the fall i think it would be good when we look at uh, that seeding year you know look at it initially to see where we're at and then maybe again in the fall. We just want to see where we're at at the fall going into the following spring. And then, you know, if we've had some weather conditions over winter, you probably want to come back out, you know, in March, April when that frost gets out of the ground and then evaluate that stand again. You know, hopefully we don't have an issue where we have to take out a stand, you know, in, in the next year. But we would just want to see where we're at and see if there's any stress on those plants. As we go out and evaluate it in the fall, take our square foot box with us and check on that plus i suppose eyeballing the plant we can kind of see where fertility is and things like that even though a test would be better well that's correct um yeah you'd go out there and uh, put down your square foot uh gauge count the count the plants crowns in that area and then you want to take you know take a visual you know does it look okay not and then again, you know, that soil test we took, we want to reevaluate that and then look if we need to maybe apply some fertilizer that fall. And hopefully we will get it done and have a good year coming up in 2019. Richard Halopka with us. Richard, of course, the crops and soils agent in Clark County on our Alpharex Ask the Expert program.
I'm here today with Gibby the Goldfish. Why should folks trust Gibson's Water Care for their water problems? Because we don't just sell you a system, we sell you a solution. Does your water smell, taste bad, or is discolored? Is your skin itchy and dry? Then you need to call my team today. Hey, for all your water problems, trust Gibson's Water Care. Locally owned, American-made products. Go online to gibsonswatercare.com for your free in-home water analysis. Gibson's Water Almost 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. And again, a reminder that Lacrosse Farm Show today and tomorrow down at the Lacrosse Center. And uh, that'll start at 9 o'clock both days until 3.30 in the afternoon. And, of course, all the admissions are free. And they'll have health care for you. Get your blood pressure checked and all kinds of other things that uh, can be done over there. Plus, they'll have some entertainment for you. And also, uh, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, the uh, agronomy update meetings getting into our area today. Don't they get to lacrosse this a- or uh, Wausau rather this afternoon? Wausau at noon today and tomorrow morning here in Eau Claire. And then uh, tomorrow afternoon. Afternoon in Sparta. All right. So, again, those are coming up. So a lot of things happening in the area. So make sure you got those things on your calendar. We're going to talk about uh, dairy exports. Where are they? Are they really bad with all this trade tariffs and all the negotiations we've been doing? Matt McKnight is with the U.S. Dairy Export Council, and he's going to update us on uh, where we're going, what we've seen, and how the trade has been as we take a look at that, plus lots of other farm news, uh, the trade deals with uh, China in the news, the government shut down, some news on that as far as sign-ups, and we'll definitely get to that stuff. That's all coming up, so hang with us on this Wednesday morning where it's kind of cool out there. Some folks in the single digits, a lot of folks around our area, anywhere from 10 to 15 degrees, and it's only going to get about 16 around this area today, and a high of 16 today, 24 tomorrow, then back to the 30s Friday and Saturday, and today we'll get some sunshine too. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. The brands you trust, prices you'll like, the service you'll love every time you buy. Appliances for your home at Amundsen. They cook your food, wash your clothes, do the dishes, heaven knows. We've come to rely on appliances to improve our lives. And the best place to buy is Amundsen. Talking to anybody in agriculture right now, and they'll tell you, exports, exports, exports. That's the way we're going to get prices back. And, of course, the U.S. commodity organizations have spent a lot of money establishing offices and relationships with people in other countries to buy U.S. products. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And, Pam, I don't care what commodity you're talking about. They all have an interest in agriculture, exports, and dairy being right at the forefront. 
Absolutely, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And all eyes in the world, especially today, on China. Yesterday, we concluded face-to-face discussions with China's uh, trade liaisons. And now we wait, we wonder if it's going to turn into sales. You know, what many people may not realize is, despite the turmoil with tariffs around the world, our U.S. dairy export scene wasn't as bad as you might have thought in 2018. I talked about it with Matt McKnight. He's the chief operating officer with the U.S. Dairy Export Council. His job keeping an eye on those numbers and keeping an eye on those markets. And he says, contrary to what many may believe, 2018 for U.S. dairy on the international scene wasn't as bad as we might think. Well, I'd uh, let you know, Pam, that, you know, even the headwinds we faced with the tariffs that were out there, we were still up 3% in cheese. We've been able to find uh, homes in other markets. There's, you know, green shoots that show, especially in the avenues of, you know, the ingredient market in uh, in New Mexico. Our skim milk powder sales have been outstanding through 10 uh, months of the year. We're at 617,000 tons. That's a, that's a new record for us. We still have two months left to... To go in the in the export year, we're going to uh, finish the year out with record exports. We're at 16.3 percent year to date through October. That's 15 percent above where we were last year. So we see opportunities. We we see opportunities still in uh, Middle East in in North Africa. Again, as I mentioned, you know we've got opportunities there in South Korea, which is doing well. We have opportunities emerging down in other parts of Latin America. We're going to actually, you know, moving into 2019, we're looking at expanding programs into, into Chile and, and new markets. So there are opportunities. I realize that uh, the world market today is a little on the oversupplied, but there's definitely room for uh, optimism. Uh, especially given the fact that uh, some of the uh, powdered milks uh, overhangs should start to uh, to break free, and that should put some a floor under some pricing, and hopefully be able to get us to to move up in the global marketplace on on an international price aspect. Tell me what you know about those consumers in that uh, Southeast Asia area. Uh, what? How do they think? What do they like? We talk about cheese, but what else might they be interested in? Sure, that Southeast Asian consumer is. A dynamic consumer. They're definitely moving up in the middle class. They're into nutrition. That bodes very well for us, especially in our ingredient businesses and our whey protein markets. You know, they are they're innovative. They want to try and do it's an emerging middle class. So we see that we see the increased uh, uh, demand for infant formula. So it's definitely a dynamic market. That consumer is uh, energetic at the moment. Their economies are are doing well, and we see increased uh, exports of U.S. Uh, products going into Indonesia and also into um, basically uh, Malaysia. And so, You suggest that to reach some of those consumers in those markets and others, the dairy industry might have to think about innovations. We've seen a few that have been well accepted. Tell me a little bit on your take for innovations of what not just consumers there, but consumers here might be looking for when it comes to personalized dairy. Well, as we take a look at a lot of that uh, trend of, you know, uh, food on the go, that does very well for us as a, as a dairy industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take a look at, at the, the rise of snacking and that in these uh, areas of, you know, 100 uh, calories and that. So innovative, packing the snacks, uh, the cheeses into those types of consumer packaging so they can enjoy on the go, getting our ingredients uh, in and the increase uh, trend for higher protein. Dairy protein, you know, packs the essential amino acids that you you need every day that our bodies don't store or produce. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many great things that we take advantage of on this food-on-the-go trends that are out there. So innovative in how we uh, put dairy into the various products and as well as the uh, 
expansion of our ingredients going into products. Mm -hmm. So we have to think out of the box on some of that. Are we making the investment necessary to capture that consumer? There are companies that have, have dedicated that uh, capital to, to be doing, some of them that are, are taking a look. As an industry, uh, you know, there's still some opportunity to continue doing that. So we, we've got to be looking at those opportunities, those value-added products, and, and not just necessarily always focusing on the larger commodity-type products. We've got to be able to, for the, on behalf of our producers, extract more value out of what we make and be able to help return it through the entire chain. Well, and you are also, it may take more than one partnership to get this done. One company may not be able to make that investment alone. Oh, that's absolutely right. We should be looking at where people can come together, find synergies in what they do, uh, access to capital to, you know, actually uh, diversify their risk by having a partner. But we really need to be doing it because that's where the growth is going to come from, and that's how we are going to succeed as an industry. And, again, if I look at it, the, the growth of the world population is really outside the borders of the United States, and the middle classes are rising, and there are nations that we really don't even uh, take a look at in a continent, actually. You know, we start taking a look at uh, sub-Saharan Africa as, as a region. We're not really present as, as an industry. We have uh, some toeholds up in, into uh, North Africa, Egypt, and uh, some of the areas of, of um, Morocco and those. But we have, we have great opportunity out there, and I'm very optimistic about our growth potentials in the markets, in those key markets, areas of North Asia, Japan, Korea, definitely the Southeast Asia market, and really for our ingredient business. And those will offer us great opportunities as we start diversifying, breaking down some of the higher uh, fractions of the proteins. That consumer is going to be looking for it. They're health conscious. They know about nutrition. They're looking for this advantage in this edge, if you will. And as they start doing more in, in the sports avenue and these things, and, and actually to take advantage of any of the demographic changes, you know, as populations get older, you know, there's a different nutritional need for these for the elderly. Let's let's face it. We don't as we age we don't eat as much. But yet we do have metabolic issues that we've got to do. Muscle wasting, which is known as sarcopenia. If we can take in more dairy proteins we can actually help slow down or reverse the age-related muscle wasting. That's sarcopenia. And again, that's Matt McKnight with the U.S. Dairy Export Council. Sarcopenia. Have you got sarcopenia? That's I was going to ask you. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I consume a lot of dairy products. I consume a lot of dairy products. Well, me so, too. Me too. So that's good. So yeah. Matt McKnight, some, some bright spots in the dairy industry, and uh, it's good to hear that there are some markets out there that are looking to increase, and uh, as we kind of find uh, more... Through research, more breaking down of the dairy product itself, more advantageous uh, opportunities, that's a good thing. Hopefully it will continue. We've got markets 27 minutes after 5. Rocky's going to be on the horn with us here, courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you, and that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wisconsin. And courtesy of Christensen Sales, let's get some market information as we go over to Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Rocky Olson is up and at him. Good morning, Rocky. How you doing? Hey, going good. Nice and crisp out there this morning. Yeah, and it's uh, easy to get from farm to farm. The roads are in good shape so far this winter, aren't they? No That's snow right, and ice to deal with. Hey, no mud either. How about look? I always got to look at the bright side. 
Yeah, but uh, make sure you got the cleats on the bottom bottom of your boots because there's some ice out there, though, in those yards. <laughs> no doubt. All no right. Doubt. Well, what's happening? Wednesday morning, get us caught up with Premier Livestock. Uh, thanks, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's uh, special feeder cattle auction shaped up. Uh, had a little lighter run of uh, feeders, selling 425 head of feeder cattle, but definitely on a stronger market. Uh, beef feeders, 450 pounds and under, 125 to 170. Your 450 to 850 pounders from 115 to 166. Holstein steers, 450 pounds and under, 75 to 98. Your 450 to 850, 70 to 92. Uh, bread beef cows at a light test, but sold from 550 to 1200. Uh, next special feeder cattle auction in two weeks. Uh, we're running the second and fourth Tuesdays on our special feeder sale. It's going to be January 22nd. Uh, today, Wednesday, uh, dairy cattle auction. Uh, it's going to be a special. we got a feature consignment uh, registered herd. Uh, they're going to be from Karakesh Holsteins. They're going to have a 75-pound tank average, 150 cell count. Tie stall cows, fifth-generation family farm, Holstein, Red Holsteins, a few jerseys and some jersey crosses. A really nice herd there. Many other consignments atop fresh cows. Many springing heifers. We're expecting 200 head of dairy cattle today. Also, don't forget the hay sale gets underway today at 9.30 a.m. Also coming up at Premier, a special monthly dairy heifer auction. That's going to be next Friday, January 18th. Uh, make sure you call in those consignments. We'll get them on our advertising list for you. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Uh, you can check our website, premierlivestockandauctions.com. And like I said, got a nice herd of cows today, and there's lots of pictures on our website. So check that out, and Bob, that's the way it's shaped up. Ah, sounds good. Well, enjoy it. Take your sunglasses along. Sunshine today, that'll be nice, well, too. that's the bright side. Sounds good. Absolutely. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock. And with you, brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. It's 5.30 in the morning here at Wax, 11 degrees. We'll get an update with Drew coming up. Joe's Refrigeration is your full-service dealer and has the dairy cooling solutions that you're looking for. With over 60 years in business, they have an experienced staff to guide you through the planning process and have an installation team second to none. Their staff brings family values to work and wants your complete satisfaction. Reduce your labor costs and positively impact milk production. Give Joe's Refrigeration a call at 715-229-2321 or online at joesrefrigerationinc.com. And we will get our weather update, but first of all, let's get a local news update. Scott's here with that. What do you got going on here, Scott? Well, a preliminary hearing is set for the man charged in the deaths of three Chippewa Falls Girl Scouts and a troop mother. Colton Troy appeared in court yesterday and is due back January 30th for a review hearing prior to the preliminary hearing on February 12th. Troy faces four counts of homicide by intoxicated use of a vehicle, along with other charges in connection with a November crash in Rusk County. Preston Kraft is being deemed not competent to stand trial in a, in Chippewa County. Kraft was already found not competent to face charges in Rusk County in connection with the death of Robert Pettit. In Chippewa County, Kraft faced multiple charges, including second-degree recklessly endangering safety for repeatedly firing a gun toward Pettit in a previous incident. Two executive orders are being issued by Governor Tony Evers. Evers signed the orders on health care yesterday on his first full day in office. One directs a state agency to put together a plan to expand Medicaid. The other instructs state agencies to implement plans to ensure people with pre-existing conditions can get health insurance. 
Josh Call says additional gun legislation is needed if protecting kids in schools is to be a priority. The new Wisconsin Attorney General addressed the gun issue during his inaugural address on Monday. He wants what is called a red flag law that would allow police or family members to go before a judge and ensure that somebody who is a threat to themselves or others is temporarily disarmed. Call also called for universal background checks for gun purchases. A student uh, was hospitalized after a school bus rolled onto its side near Colfax. The Dunn County Sheriff's Office said only two 17-year-old students were on the bus when it rolled at a turn on 950th Street just before 7.30 a.m. Monday. Only one of the teens had minor injuries and was taken to the hospital as a precaution. No citations were issued as a result of the crash. The Chippewa County Board is sending a message to lawmakers saying that more money is needed for child protective services statewide. The board unanimously approved a resolution to request an additional $30 million from the legislature. The money would be divided among the state's 72 counties and be used to hire more social workers. And officials with the Packers say Matt LaFleur is the 15th head coach in team history. President Mark Murphy officially announced the hire yesterday, saying LaFleur has a background and experience to get the team playing winning football. LaFleur arrived at Lambeau Field with his family last night after uh, spending last season as the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Well, hopefully he can get the job done, but uh, Murphy's got to get him some players <laughs> because they were desperately short of players yeah, this last year. Get some healthy guys, too. That's for sure. All yeah. right, good enough. Look at the local news. Thanks, Scott. And we'll look at our weather. Drew's going to do that for us next. Nordson Extrusion Dyes Industries is looking to fill production positions at their Chippewa Falls location. They're an innovative company with a solid reputation for producing a world-class product. Here are just a few great things that some current employees have to say about their experience at Nordson. The people I work with are friendly and supportive. They really care about each other. I am paid well and the benefits are exceptional. I like to work, so I enjoy having the opportunity to work overtime hours. If you're interested in starting an exciting new position, visit Nordson.com slash careers today and join their team of experts in the production of world-class dyes. And it is time to take a look at our weather, brought to you by Superior Gas Service of Marshfield. Drew Williams is over at Skywarn 13, and you know, it's kind of interesting. Every year is different, Drew, but we looked this morning, boy, about 10, 11 degrees around Eau Claire. We think that's cold. Usually we've got a minus sign in front of that when we talk cold in January. That's right. It really has been, uh, you know, pretty mild considering, you know, how it's been so far. Not only uh, for January, but pretty much, uh, you know, late November and December, we've just seen above average temperatures, not a lot of snow on the ground. You know, I'm not complaining. I don't know about you, but... But it's really kind of blah out there we need snow to pretty it up it's, i mean it's not nice out there yeah, it's right? brown it doesn't, it doesn't really nice. feel like winter i mean it yeah, feel, i mean it feels more of, like march and you know so i guess I we're gonna feel like we need, we i'd like marches. to see about a uh, nice three inch snowfall here pretty soon just a nice snow just to kind of make everything uh turn white again and uh make it look a little bit nicer but you know hopefully not uh disrupting 
traffic too much. But unfortunately, no, it doesn't look like we're going to see much winter precipitation in the next few days. Uh, it does remain pretty cold for today. We've got temperatures in the single digits for much of the Chippewa Valley. And then, of course, it feels way colder when you factor in some strong northwest winds over 20 miles per hour for a few locations. It feels several degrees below zero. So bundle up if you're heading out this morning, especially if the kids uh, have to wait for a little while on the bus this morning at the bus stop. It's not going to warm up much today, even though we'll actually see a little bit of sunshine, especially in the afternoon. Winds are going to remain out of the north and west, 15 to 20 miles per hour. So afternoon highs in the teens will actually feel like about zero through most of the day. We see clouds return overnight tonight, and we see temperatures dropping back down into the single digits. But fortunately, winds do calm down quite a bit. Looking ahead, we see those temperatures uh, back closer to average for Thursday in the mid-20s with some sunshine and a few extra clouds on Friday, but highs approaching the low 30s. As we head into the weekend, it looks nice. Unfortunately, no snow if you're a fan of winter sports because we're going to see highs potentially around the freezing mark, if not a little bit above with more dry weather. Heading into next work week, we see temperatures well above average as much as 10 to 15 degrees above what we typically see for mid-January. Those highs will be in the mid and upper 30s with some sunshine as well. But right now it is very cold. It's 9 degrees with a few clouds. Feels like 10 degrees below zero. So bundle up. I'm Scourin 13 meteorologist Drew Williams. You did get that below zero slip in there, huh? Oh, we got to sneak that in, <laughs> even though that's the wind chill. But yeah. still, hey, it, it's cold no matter how you slice it. Boy, I'll tell you, that wind was mean yesterday. It was. I, on my drive home, there were lots of trash cans and recycling bins <laughs> in the road I had to dodge. I know. You better write your name on one of those or you won't know where you <laughs> choose or not. Right, right. Thanks, Drew. Take care, Bob. All right, there he goes. That's Drew Williams over there at Skywarn 13 with our weather brought to you by... Superior Gas Service of Marshfield. Now's a great time to give Superior Gas in Marshfield a call. Looking to build a new home or update your furnace system? Check out the advantages and savings of using clean, burning, safe, and effective LP gas from Superior Gas in Marshfield. Great service for over 60 years, plus 24-hour emergency service and budget plan financing. Nothing beats the comfort and economy of propane gas, and no one beats the dependable service offered by Superior Gas in Marshfield. How to make your farm more energy efficient as far as equipment and as far as the cost. We're going to talk about that on our Focus of Energy program. Jessica Millsner joins us, a dairy energy specialist. And as we get Jessica into 2019, give us an idea about some of the energy efficiency options that uh, farmers, landowners have to make their operations that much more energy efficient as well as uh, cost effective. Yeah, Bob, we have um, all the opportunities that we've had in the past. Um, This year, we're really excited to be able to offer some even doubled and enhanced incentives. Right now, all high bay lighting for agriculture only are doubled, as well as the grain dryer incentives and variable frequency drive incentives are doubled as well. And all the fan incentives for agriculture are all um, enhanced. They're increased a little bit this year. So we're really excited to be able to offer a little bit extra this year for the agriculture producers. Helping make your farming operation more energy efficient with increased savings, contact Focus on Energy. About 21 minutes before 6 o'clock here at 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. Nine above right now, but if you get out in the wind, it'll feel like it's below zero. We got some markets to get caught up with and some other things. Scott, what's going on in some of our farm news this morning? 
President Trump is telling the media that the first two days of trade talks between the U.S. and China and Beijing have gone very well. So well, in fact, that those talks might be extended into a third day to try to come to an agreement on more sensitive issues. Since the 1st of December, the Chinese have agreed to some key U.S. demands, cutting tariffs, at least temporarily on U.S. imports, buying more U.S. soybeans, promising to open their markets to more foreign investments, and passing laws to prevent forced technology technology transfers. And this week, the Chinese government has okayed the import of five types of genetically modified crops, two types of canola and soybeans, and one variety of corn. If those current trade talks are considered a success, President Trump says he'll meet with Chinese officials later this month at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. And before you go any further, just as they always say, you know, you learn something new every day. And for a lot of folks out there, especially folks that aren't familiar with the agriculture and farming. They think everything they buy in the store now, in the vegetable case or whatever, is genetically modified. Right. Do you yes. know how many crops in this world have been genetically modified? I've been in places where it said tomatoes, GMO, you know, non-GMO tomatoes. You know how many, and tomatoes are not one, but you know how many crops have actually been genetically modified, the number? I'll go with six. Eight. Eight. I was pretty close. Yeah, and I've yeah, got the yeah. list somewhere. I don't know if it's in the, yeah, I, I've seen the that top list of my desk, but it's eight crops, and it's things <laughs> like papaya and, well, soybeans, corn, field and sweet corn, alfalfa, uh, sugar cane, as I said, papaya, and uh, three or four other ones. But there are only eight that have been genetically mm-hmm. modified. Not everything in the world has been genetically modified. Right. Unlike some of the blogs and some of those folks would uh, like you to believe. So hopefully if you didn't know that, now you do. Well, you learned something. (laughs) Boy, you listen to this show, you learn something all the time. Maybe not much, but uh, (laughs) once in a while. But it's just frustrating when you go to a store or someplace and and you see that, that, uh, you know, non-GMO olives or something. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Good marketing. Yeah, it really is. Well, it's (laughs) false marketing, but they get away with it. What else is going on? Bear Egg, which now owns Monsanto, the manufacturer of Roundup herbicide, got some good news this week from that California judge overseeing more than 620 lawsuits filed by people claiming Roundup caused them to contract cancer. The judges agreed to limit the evidence that can be used to prove any claims. Those cases will be split into two phases with the plaintiffs needing to prove Roundup caused their cancer before the case can move to a second or damage phase. The next of those trials is set to begin on February 25th. And because of the government shutdown, USDA officials are now saying farmers will get an extension so they can still sign up for the market facilitation program for payments caused uh, to catch up with payments caused uh, losses from the trade damages. The final determination on a final vote to sign up for the sign up our final date, rather, for the sign-up will be figured out once the government reopens and farmers can once again access their farm service agency offices. The USDA also announced yesterday that they'll be able to fund the food stamp program through the end of February. 
And Wisconsin isn't the only state getting a new ag secretary following the November elections. Minnesota's new governor, Tim Walz, has named Tom Peterson to be their new commission of commissioner of agriculture. Peterson leaves his job as government relations director with the Wisconsin or Minnesota rather Farmers Union. I wonder if he's going to be easier to get a hold of than our new agriculture secretary. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Path left a forwarding address did, there. Well, Brad's our new agriculture it, secretary. But, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up with him on Friday, by the way. <laughs> I hope so. All right, we'll catch up with our new Ag Secretary as he takes over his job now that the, the government there has been inaugurated. Well, I got my sheet here. Here are the GMO crops, the crops that have been genetically modified. Corn, field and sweet corn, soybeans, cotton, and I, I mm-hmm. don't think there's too much cotton on anybody's diet, but uh, anyway. <laughs> also, canola, alfalfa, sugar beets papaya, and squash. Those are the only crops that have been genetically modified. So when you go to the store and you see others that are GMO-free, uh, you know, yeah, ask them, yeah. you know, <laughs> what's going on. But again, it's not a, it's not everything. It's just eight crops at this time. Now, I'm sure there'll probably be more in the future, but right now, that is the list. All right, it's a quarter to six here at Wax. We've got nine above with the wind chill. It's about ten below. We've got markets coming up. And the markets this morning brought to you by... Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the challenge for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a Bobcat loader that's perfect for your job. But don't just take my word on it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling equipment experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Appleton, Osseo, or Chippewa Falls. Bobcat Plus, working the state of Wisconsin, one customer at a time. Mornings, too much to do, too little time to eat. Good thing there's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a perfect high-protein combination of meat, cheese, and nuts. Grab the more interesting way to get your protein with P3. It's a quarter to six as we're doing the chores this morning here at Wax 104.5. Let's hear from Matt Coger and how the sale went at Equity Altoona yesterday. Choice beef steers and heifers selling from 92 to $1.16. High yielding choice. Prime Holstein steers 85 to 89. We topped at 91 and a quarter. Choice Holstein steers 78 to 85. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 78 and down. 20% of the slaughter cows on Tuesday selling from 45 to 52. We topped at 55. 60% of the cows sunk from 30 to 44, with 20% of the cows sunk 30 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Tuesday sunk from 50 to 60. We topped at 68. Thin, full bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein book calves weighing 95 pounds and up here on Tuesday sunk from 10 to $75 per head, with the late and poor quality calves selling below. Quick reminder, special feeder sale here on Friday. The 11th of January. For more information on that sale or to, or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market at 715-835-3104 or go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignments. This is Mark Coger from the Equity Altoon Auction Market. Have a great day. Dave. All right, Mark, thank you. You have a great day, too. Let's continue with markets over at the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald's up this morning. Good morning, Jerry. You stepped outside yet? Your long handles feel pretty good, I'll bet. Uh, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, no, I've not run out this morning yet. Uh, the uh, and I'll just take your word for it that it's cold. And uh, I bet you you're sitting there this morning thinking, I wonder what the temperature in Hawaii is this morning. <laughs> I know it's right now. It's probably about seventy-two on its way to about eighty-five. So, 
It's oh, pretty, okay. consi- well, pretty consistent. Uh, whatever, but that's over there and we're yeah, over here, exactly. so that's the way it is. We deal with what we've got, that's for sure. Hey, what's going on over at the Stratford Sale Barn? All right, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Tuesday, uh, both here uh, in Stratford and at Thorpe, and we'll start out with the dairy sale yesterday at Horse Stables in Thorpe. Uh, a lot of good quality cattle on the sale yesterday, a lot of buyers, a uh, nice crowd of people yesterday, and we had some very good quality, uh, just recent fresh cows. They were selling from 1300 up to 16 and a quarter. Uh, your average are... Average cows yesterday mostly from $900 to $1,100 per head. Holstein spring and heifers continued to be a very good buy, mostly from eight and a quarter to $1,100 per head. Shorter bred heifers selling from 625 to 850. Open heifers, uh, lighter weight, four to, four to five hundred pound open heifers selling from 280 to $350 per head. 600 to 700 pound open heifers, uh, 350 to $485 per head. Now, uh, yesterday in Stratford at the uh, market auction on the market cows yesterday, these good high-yielding cows, they're selling from 46 to 57 Extreme top on the cows this week has reached the $60 money. The uh, majority of the cows in yesterday's auction, uh, your average flush dairy cows, they are selling from 36 to 47 thinner planer cows. Uh, 35 and below. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls selling mostly from 60 to 74. Uh, lighter bulls 55 and back. On the fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers from 76 to 88. Uh, select and under finished cattle 74 and down. Now, today, Wednesday, here in Stratford, we'll get underway this morning at 10 a.m. Uh, with market cows. Also selling this morning will be fat cattle and bulls. Around the 11 o'clock hour, we'll sell sheep, hog, and goats. 11.30, we'll get into the baby calves. Noontime today will be the uh, feeder cattle auction here in Stratford. Got a nice selection of feeder cattle today, both Holsteins and feeders. Several of the feature consignments today do include uh, several consignments of uh, uh, steers weighing between 3 and 6.50, mixed blacks and reds, steers and heifers. So if you're looking for something in that price range, we'll have a good... Uh, that weight range, I should say, we've got a good selection of those on hand today, as well as Holstein. So that'll all get underway Wednesday today at noon. And just keep in mind, next dairy sale in Stratford next Tuesday. Already do have a consignment of some top quality open heifers for that auction next week. So, Bob, that's what we have this morning. Folks, again, you can view all that's on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford or the Thor page. And, again, our phone number is 715-687-4101. And, uh... Well, I haven't said this too much this year, but uh, folks are uh, hauling cattle. Make sure your trailers are closed up good today because the chill factor is below zero, isn't it? Yeah, it's about 10 below right now. Hopefully it'll get better, but it's going to be a chilly day today. 16 is only going to be the high, but sunshine, so we'll enjoy that. You have a good one, and uh, button up your vehicle, too, and we'll talk to you in the morning. Okay, you heading to La Crosse today? Heading for La Crosse here in just a little while. All right, well, we'll let you go and drive careful. We'll do our best. Thanks, Jerry Fitzgerald over there. At the Equity Stratford sale barn, we're about 10 minutes before 6, 9 above the temperature, but again, wind out there, the windshield feels about 10 below. Choose Stein, because Stein has yield. We moved away from Roundup, you know, and we moved into Liberty. We were probably some of the first ones to do that here. And then people would ask, how come your beans look so good? How come they're so clean? Well, you know, I guess you can blame Stein for that. Stein has more research, I think in the soybean industry than anybody. Their soybeans seem to be a little stronger. Uh, Like Harry said, it's all about yield. He creates genetics that yield. And with all the new genetics coming out and all the new traits coming out, Harry's 
in control of a lot of that on what's going on. And uh, that's why I want to work with them, because Stein will be the, in the forefront as we move forward with the new traits and technologies coming out. They, they control 65% of the soybean business, okay? Uh, to do that, you're doing something right. I choose Stein because Stein has yield. Learn more at steinseed.com stories. Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zambroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zambroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professionals at Central Livestock. 551 as we keep moving on. We have Pat Mickle at Zambroda's Market to tell us what's going on over there. Pat. In the feeder cattle division, we had beef steers, 350 to 600 pounds, bringing up to $1.35, with the 6 to 800 pounds up to $1.20. Beef heifers, 350 to 600 pounds, were bringing up to $1.30, with the 6 to 800 pound heifers up to $1.08. And we had Holstein feeder steers, 250 to 400 pounds, ranging 70 to 82.50. Four to 600 pounds brought from 71 to 95.50. Bread beef cows and heifers were bringing 475 to $1,060 per head, with the cow-calf pairs, $750 a pair. In the fed cattle division, beef steers were topping $1.14 to $1.20. Mixed grading brought $76 to $1.13. Beef heifers $1.14 to $1.22.50 with the mixed grading $90 to $1.13. Holstein steers $83 to $90 and a quarter with the select grades from $53 to $82. And your dairy cross steers bring in $95 to $1.18. Market cows range mostly 45 to 63, with the market bulls bringing 48 to 74. In the calf division, calves 95 to 125 pounds, they were bringing 60 to 105, 150 to 250 pounds from 65 to 140, and the beef calves range 95 to $150 per hundredweight. Providing food, feed, and fuel for the world is a tough job. Making a profit is even tougher. D&D Farm Supply and Sukup Manufacturing have the solution. Store now, profit later. Storing your grain in a Sukup bin is the best way to take charge of your grain, maximize your profits, and control your destiny. Sukup offers a full line of bins so they have the perfect bin to fit your needs. Act now and take advantage of some great savings through their winter discounts. Call D&D Farm Supply at 608-323-7001 today and find out why they say, Store now, profit later. Cattle Markets brought to you by D&D Farm Supply in the Arcadia country. For what you need, soak up bins and a whole lot more. Board of Trade Markets a little higher overnight as traders believe China is buying again. But again, with the government shutdown, these traders aren't getting the export sales results, the shipments, uh, inspections. So kind of flying uh, kind of pretty much uh, by, uh, they're kind of sailing by the seat of their pants. But they did take the markets higher overnight. We had March corn this morning up two at three eighty two. The oats up one at two eighty four. March soybeans up four at nine twenty two a bushel. Soybean meal for March up sixty cents a ton, three hundred twenty two dollars and twenty cents. Wheat up a nickel for March at five twenty three. Country elevator prices: the corn at Arcadia three forty seven a bushel. Baldwin, Durand, Mondovi, and Fall Creek the corns three fourteen with the beans at eight seventeen at Elmwood. We've got the corn. 
at 322, beans at 817, Osseo 319 on the corn, the soybeans at 8, excuse me, at 817. And again, looking at uh, what we've got for the rest of our area, the ethanol plants, Boysville corn 342, Stanley 337, New Richmond 329, Stevens Point corn 328, beans 801, Elk Mound 324, and the corn 825 on the beans down at Sparta. 327 and 813 and over at Ellsworth on the river, corn 307 and their soybeans at 807. Barrel cheese fell a cent and a half, 127 and three quarters. Blocks down two at 138, butter unchanged at 223. January class three down six yesterday at 1408. February now at 1441. March and April both down a dime. March 1488, April 1531, and May down nine at 1570 as we look at our markets. Brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. Customer-owned, community-minded, Synergy Co-op. Our reputation has always been true. We take pride in serving you. When you're a customer, you're the company. Always a part of one big family. Customer-owned, community-minded, Once again, we've got about 9 above temperature-wise, but the wind's blowing, so it feels like 10 below, and uh, we'll be driving to uh, La Crosse today for the farm show. I'll be there tomorrow. Scott, you'll be there tomorrow morning. I'll be there with bells on. All right, so stop and visit. we got to sign up. We're going to give some caps away for Farm Technology Days 2020 in Eau Claire County. Did so, you try those caps on? Oh, heavens no. They're going to be virgin caps when they get on somebody's head. That's a they're good not, thing. They're not going to be lice-infested at all. So. <laughs> so stop in and visit with us. Doors open 9 o'clock, free admission down at the La Crosse Center. So we'll see you there a little later on. Should be a nice day. About 16 and sunny today. Who works at Student Transit? My grandpa drives a school bus. My sister works for Student Transit and has for years. My neighbor works there and loves it. My mom works for Student Transit and I ride her bus. If you ever wondered what it's like working at a company that really values their employees, find out for yourself. Student Transit is hiring. Family owned since 1939, Student Transit cares for the world's most precious cargo. See what we can offer you. Apply online. Student Transit, driving our future. Let's answer a few questions about driving a school bus for student transit. I've got a job. Why should I change? The equipment and facilities are top-notch. The management truly appreciates the employees. Buses are so big. How could I learn to drive it? Student Transit's training department has successfully trained hundreds of drivers who thought the same thing. We understand it can be intimidating, and we work hard to take that fear away. Plus, the training is paid. Start the new year with a new job. Student Transit, driving our future. Wax 104.1 